Breaking Ground, bringing you closer to the story behind the headlines. Welcome back. You're still listening to Breaking Ground right here on VOWFM 88.1. Alternatively, www.vowfm.co.za. Remember to join the conversation on the show either on Twitter. We are at VOWFM using hashtag Breaking Ground or call us on 011-717-9881. That is 011-717-9881. I mean, from the interview that we just heard, we have been enlightened about the fact that the manner in which some law enforcement officials have been conducting themselves since the beginning of the student protest across the country. The scrutiny escalated after the death of 35-year-old Mtoko Zisintumba Last week, he was a passerby during the VET student protest and was sadly and unfortunately shot and killed, allegedly by the police. Ndumba's story is not an isolated matter. Over the past years, we have witnessed many innocent people die in the hands of our police officers. South Africa has been said to be suffering from a deep-seated inequality and is, consist- and is consistently ranked as one of the least safe and most violent countries in the world. There has been shocking stories of violations and abuse of power by law enforcement officers across the country. This is even more worrying that police brutality continues to take place during a democratic era. Meanwhile, there are two other VAWFM volunteers who also became victim of police brutality. The two were shot by the police while they were on the sidelines of the student demonstrations. These various unfortunate incidents incident are proof that the South African police have clearly inherited the culture of police brutality as one of the legacies of the past of the past about date regime. It's crucial to emphasize that the use of this brutality by the police has also infringed the human rights of many people. People have the right to protest and voice their frustrations when they are dissatisfied and police should allow that to happen. On the line, we have the provincial head of the Human Rights Commission, Buang Jones. Good, good evening, Buang Jones. How are you? Good evening to you and to the VAW listeners. Um, I'm glad to have you here on the show tonight. I mean, last week, the country witnessed a passerby being shot during a student protest. Can you please explain to our listeners which rule of law in the Constitution did the protesting students contravene? Well, um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, Protest accidents have become a regular feature in South Africa. And the manner in which police have dealt with it, it's something that really concerns us as the commission. The gathering was not illegal. Protest actions by nature are not illegal, as the right to protest is enshrined and guaranteed in the Constitution. And the manner in which police uh, quell protests or deal with protest marches um, it's something that concerns us. It was uh, broken up violently. Police decided to use rubber bullets. And it is also alleged that they also used live ammunition, which um, led to the tragic demise of Tokuzis. Um, um, so we have raised concerns with, with the police about this. Um, the approach to um, the management of uh, protests. 
um, we have previously engaged with them regarding their understanding of human rights during a protest and how to assist them to bridge the gap between their understanding and what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights says. And in the past, when we dealt with the Antistatani Mecca and the Maricana uh, uh, um, uh, related uh, uh, challenges, we expressed our concerns regarding the excessive use of force and the use of lethal weapons against peaceful protesters. And also how they um, unnecessarily escalate um, uh, hostilities because of the men in which they deal with, with protest action. So the, 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 their conduct um, um, was disproportionate, it was unwarranted, and there is a need for, um, for, for, for the police to uh, review and reform their training. There's also uh, a need for us as a, a country to look at whether we still need um, um, uh, lava munition and uh, rubber bullet to be used um, in, in, in protest action. So the ways in which the right of protest is restricted or eroded during this uh, current protest is something that concerns us and it is quite disheartening to see that um, the many issues that the police dealt with is led to a loss of life. I mean, um, when a police officer then decides to undermine and overlook the Criminal Procedure Act number 51 of 1977, section 49, which explains that police officers are provided with legal justification to use force in carrying out arrest and includes the rules governing the degree of force to be used, as well as the circumstances in which such force may be employed, where a police officer's forceful conduct extends beyond the ambit of these legislative provisions that officer might then be subject to criminal liability um in light of this what measures will be taken against the police officers that are found guilty well there are a number of um uh, ways in which the victims can um assert and uh, claim their rights uh, firstly, the first one is the criminal remedies. We welcome the arrest of those who are responsible. We also would like IPIC to look into the, the conduct um, of um, the police uh, public riot unit, public order policing, and some of the protesters sustained injuries. Um, they have a right to lay criminal charges against members of the police. They can also institute civil proceedings against members of the uh, South African police. So they have those uh, remedies. They can seek uh, legal recourse because the conduct of the South African police service, in my view, amounts to a serious constitutional breach. Um, it would appear that they, they, their members are not well equipped to quell uh, uh, and to manage protests. They fail to take reasonable measures to regulate and manage uh, these gatherings. They fail to exercise restraint in the use of force and did not act in proportion to the threat uh, that the, stu- the peaceful students that are demonstrating and marching post uh, so, so 
Um, they exceeded. Um, they did not act within the bounds and the constraints of the Constitution because their mandate, uh, they derived their mandate from Section 205 of the Constitution. And they also neglected um, the, the provisions of the Regulation of Gatherings Act by firing uh, bullets, using excessive force. And uh, I have had um, allegations that at some point, even the men in which they apprehended uh, some of the protesters, some were battered several times with batons. The manner in which force and physical uh, aggression was used uh, during the protest is something that, uh, in our view, violates principles of necessity and, uh, and proportionality. It was unnecessary. So we have to look at the systemic challenges. A lot of, a lot of our police officers um, were trained during the apartheid era. A lot of them... Uh, have to be oriented and uh, and have to be assisted in embracing our new constitutional dispensation. It is unacceptable that 26 years later we are still crippling with these uh, challenges. And of course, we have to also relook at um, the decisions that we are taking in 2009, which um, uh, in many respects has, has led to an upset in violence. Um, the militarization of the police. They have ranks of general, even our minister uh, has a, is called general. So that also uh, something that we have to look at. Uh, uh, and yeah, so in our view, whatever uh, we will do going forward should be in line with um, the constitution, should be in line with the regulation of governance act and uh, the, the those who have been um, wronged, uh, those who were affected, those who sustained injuries can always seek recourse. They can approach the commission, they can approach the Center for Applied Legal Studies, Lord Phoenix, uh, Seri, and others who can ably assist them in pursuing their interests and vindicating their rights before uh, an appropriate formal, which in this case would be a, a court of law. And I mean, let's bring in the events that unfolded today, right? The four police officers from the Public Order Policing Unit appeared at the Johannesburg Magistrates Court in Newtown, right? And what, what, so I'm, I'm just asking right now that how, what is the stance of the Human Rights Commission on the proceedings of the matter in court today since it was the first time it was heard in court? Well, we, we welcome certainly the arrests of uh, the, the suspects uh, now, the accused persons who are currently in detention. We welcome the swift men in which IPIT and the NPA have dealt with this matter. We hope that a thorough investigation will be conducted and it will culminate in the conviction and imprisonment of these responsible uh, uh, officers. We want to uh, give, uh, because they are independent, uh, both of these uh, institutions, we'll give them space, but we will continue to exercise a monitoring uh, function and hold a watching brief to ensure that justice in the end prevails, to ensure that they discharge their mandate uh, accordingly. And we'll be observing and uh, be engaging with those who are involved in this matter 
and we call for, for, for justice to prevail. We also want to ask the student community to support the police in their efforts, uh, the IPIT, in their efforts to uh, collect evidence, those who were at the scene, those who observed what transpired, should also come forward, those who have video footage, should also assist the, uh, the police, uh, the IPIT that is in their investigations. Thank you so much, Mr. Jones. That brings us to the end of the discussion with you. Um, we are very glad to have had the insight from you as the Human Rights Commission uh, provincial head. So now, after the break, we will have Ndile Kakola, who is the spokesperson of the iPad. Stay tuned in. Keep breaking ground.